0: It is definitely so yummy. (laughs) If you're at the line and your opponents are at the baseline, you just said you're not a big fan of the drop, are you? I'm not a big fan of the drop. If your opponents are at the back, I would always keep them back.
1: Welcome to episode two of the Pickleball Gurus podcast. I'm Randy and I'm here with Prem Carnot, the original traveling pickleball coach and author of the best selling book, Smart Pickleball.
0: Hey, Randy. Glad to be here. Hello, Guru Nation.
1: Prem, there's a backstory on the subject of today's podcast. In May, we were playing some pickup games after the Kansas City boot camp, and a player you met before said that when he first started playing pickleball, he searched for some strategies and tips. And one of the first items he came across that he found invaluable on your website was the seven principles and teachings of the pickleball guru. On the list, you mentioned that all of your pickleball tips, drills, and suggestions, which you include at your boot camps and clinics, are based on these seven principles.
0: Absolutely. Those are really, really important ones, and you'll know why.
1: I always like to say there's a lot more nuance to pickleball than other racket sports, so I liken the seven principles, not so much as covering every single aspect of the game, but rather a very solid foundation from which to build.
0: I totally concur with that.
1: So let's get into it. Logically, number one deals with the serve, and specifically it's to serve deep. We talked a lot about the serve in the last episode, so Praying, just a quick recap of why you want to serve deep.
0: Serving deep keeps your opponent deep. That's as simple as that. So, um, keeping them deep uh, as a serving team, you have a disadvantage as both of you are at the baseline, while one of your returning partner is already, opponent is already at the non volley zone, and the other one is returning and getting to the non volley zone. So, keeping a serve deep gives you a certain advantage. And if you can hit a wonderful, high, lofty, soft serve, you're probably safely sure that you have the opponent on the back foot, which allows you to sort of organize into, into a good position to get ready for the next shot.
1: And there's some gyms that aren't really designed for pickleball courts, and they may have a curtain that separates it from other sides of the court. And what do you call that when there's not that much room back on the baseline and you serve one of the high loopy serves?
0: Oh, I love that, sir, when you can actually put your opponent on the back wall like that or on that back curtain. Um, I call it the gecko, sir, because you have your opponent as a gecko stuck on the wall. And I love that.
1: Which brings us to Pickleball's second shot and your second principle, which is hit the return slow and deep. I actually think this is more important than the first principle, so please let us know why it's important for a slow and deep return.
0: One of the important things about Pickleball, at least uh, as far as I know, is you got to get to the non-volley zone line. And the team which dominates that line wins. So returning a serve deep and soft, again high and soft, allows you to safely get to the non-volley zone line safely. Because if you hit a hard return, it comes back harder at you and oftentimes you're stuck in no man's land because the balls come already back at you while you're trying to make it to the non-volley zone line. So a high, soft return, I can literally tell you that you can hobble yourself to the non-volley zone line.
1: The third principle is not the third shot, it's actually move up to the kitchen fast. The receiving team already has someone at the kitchen line, so if the receiver follows the second principle, a slow and deep return, it makes it much easier to get to the line, even before the serving team makes contact with the ball.
0: Absolutely. It's actually not the, the third shot. It's actually the second shot when you are actually returning the ball and you're getting all the way down to the kitchen line before your opponents are about to hit the ball, which means you're already putting pressure on your opponents by being at the kitchen line. So being at the non-body zone line is a very important one. And if you can get as easily and quickly as possible, that's great.
1: So getting to the line quickly for the receiving team is easy enough with the two bounce rule, forcing the server side to stay back at the baseline. So please discuss the fourth principle, third shot equals drop shot.
0: Let me explain. as far as the third shot goes, the third shot is the one which the serving team has to return back into into an area which allows them to get to the non-volley zone line. As far as I'm concerned, the team which dominates the kitchen line is the team which wins. So the serving team, having had the disadvantage of being at the baseline due to the double bounce rule, has to find a way to get to the kitchen line. Now there are three options a serving team to try and get to that kitchen line one is to probably lob over your opponents and get to the kitchen line the second option would be a hard drive down the middle uh, and uh, the third option would be a drop shot let's explore this one a little bit more clearly because once you're trying to hit um, a lob from the baseline chances are if you have a six footer in front of you at the kitchen line on the opposite side passing over their head was going to be probably a tough ask, generally, um, to try and lob over someone at that particular juncture, um, especially from the baseline. But having said that, you know, if you have uh, someone on knee braces out there and hobbling around and you want to lob over them, maybe be by my guess to go do that. Uh As far as driving down the middle, again, if you have a gaping hole between your two opponents in the middle and if you want to drive the ball hard in between them, do it. But most probably, unlike in tennis where that's a pretty common practice, in pickleball, it's very difficult considering the court is quite small compared to tennis court and driving down the middle is a very small little hole you're trying to get through. Um, The drop shot, is probably your best option at that point because a drop shot it would, drops into the non into the kitchen, which means that the opponent has to wait for the ball to bounce, especially if it is closer to the net. They have to wait for the ball to bounce, which means that the serving team has time to get to the non volley zone line.
1: Makes sense. It makes perfect sense, and. Just to add to this, I was at one of your clinics, uh, I think it was last year, and what I really liked, or rather loved, was when you said that once you get really good at the third shot drop, it becomes yummy. What do you mean by yummy?
0: It is extremely satisfying, Randy, to to see a drop shot when you can drop your ball into the non-volley zone no matter where you are on the court. uh, Effortlessly, it is definitely so yummy. (laughs) But here are certain things about the myth around drop shots. Drop shots are only effective when both your opponents are at the non-volley zone line. Drop shots are ineffective and useless when you actually have opponents that are not at the non-volley zone line. If your opponents are not at the non-volley zone line, if they are in no man's land or at the baseline, drive back at them. Keep them back. Do not bring them to the non-volley zone line. Does that make sense? That makes perfect
1: sense because now we move to the, my favorite strategy, number five, which is keep them deep. If you're at the line and your opponents are at the baseline, you just said you're not a big fan of the drop, are you?
0: I'm not a big fan of the drop. If the, your opponents are at the back, I would always keep them back. It is always very difficult for an opponent from the back line to try and get to the non-volley zone line to be attacking balls. It's easier to attack balls when you can hit it from, from up to down or, you know, when you can crush the ball downward motion rather than hitting a ball from the baseline while you're trying to drive the ball in, which is much, much, much more harder. So if your opponents are at the baseline or in no man's land, keep them there. Let them be happy out there.
1: And one of my personal pet peeves is when my opponents are back and my partner decides to do a drop volley, and what what generally happens on his drop volley?
0: Generally gets eaten.
1: Or it gets into the net. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I love to keep my opponents back. That's my favorite thing in the world. And I don't even care if it takes me five or six shots of them trying to return it because eventually it's going to come into my wheelhouse.
0: Absolutely. Keeping them back, it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned.
1: Moving on to number six, you say never hit up. I say easier said than done. We know really bad things happen when we pop up the ball. So please tell us how to ensure that we don't hit up.
0: Never hit up. The idea behind it is oftentimes it's very simple because oftentimes our weight is behind us and that tendency is to... Pop the ball up. So, always be in a position where you can hit the ball on a downward motion and create strategies and create a, a, a game plan where the ball is going to be popped by your opponent so that you can hit downwards to their feet, uh, but not in a motion where you are actually giving a ball high enough for them to crush it on you.
1: So, we're at the seventh and final principle. Now, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this, Prame. Some superheroes have catchphrases, like Superman's up, up, and away. My personal favorite is Deadpool, at least in the movies, with maximum effort. If there was a pickleball superhero, his catchphrase may be paddle up. Your last principle is keep your paddle up. Prame, why does everyone need to keep their paddle up?
0: Let me give you a small little story. Um, uh, a few years ago, I was doing a clinic in, in, in California, and at that time, my daughter was about a year and a half years old, and she was in her little underpants, and she was standing on a fence while I was doing some classes. And there was these four little ladies I was teaching, and, and at some point, my little one-year-and-a-half-old one year daughter at that point had been to a different number of clinics, and she was at the fence. You know what she said to them? Hey, You! Keep that paddle up. And there is a reason why I tell that one. If you don't want to be hit, if you want to hit the ball downward, keep that paddle up. Be ready and enjoy pickleball. But why do they need to keep the paddle up? Because you will be always hitting downward Mm -hmm. when you keep the boy paddle up. If you keep the paddle down, you have a lot of real estate. You're exposing yourself. I mean, you know what I mean. Your body and then you get hit all the time I'm sure you've already experienced this one many times where you have your opponents hitting at you because you leave a lot of space keeping the paddle up you protect yourself you can actually block balls and after all that paddle is not meant to be hanging down there under your feet it's supposed to be right where it is supposed to be minimum chest level and keep it up you'll be able to protect a lot of balls coming at you.
1: And the other reason not to keep it down is because the net's there to stop the ball anyway if it's
0: down, right? Absolutely, if you keep it anywhere further down than your chest level, most of the time those balls are going out into the net or to the fence. So let's assume that the paddle's
1: up. What's what's the best ready position that someone should be in with their
0: paddle? The best ready position to have a paddle up is minimum chest level. There's no real ideal or right or wrong position. Uh, you could have a neutral grip, which is in the middle, of the paddle in the middle. You could have a backhand grip. Um, you could have, as my friend Coach Bo would say, a windshield wiper grip. No matter what it is, um, keep that paddle up. That's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned. I really don't care... If you um, have very, very side of how you keep your paddle up, if it works for you, keep it's totally fine with me.
1: So paddle up. I think we just came up with a sign off for the podcast. To some, the guru seven principles and teachings are serve deep, hit the service return slow and deep, move up to the kitchen fast. Third shot equals the drop shot. Keep them deep. Never hit up, and keep your paddle up. These are all covered in your book, Smart Pickleball, and we mentioned they're also available on your website, thepickleballguru.com. The next boot camp that you're going to is in Vail, Colorado in August, and we just completed a boot camp in Richmond. Do you have a success story of someone, uh, one of the participants here in Richmond?
0: Absolutely. I could say that in Richmond, um, one of uh, my participants was really, really struggling with striking the ball um, because uh, she was uh, kept on striking the ball and was really hurting her shoulder. And by actually allowing her to... Use a different way to approach that one by bending her knees and actually lifting the ball. She could feel less pressure on her arms and on her shoulder and she was so pleased that she was able to do that without it was minimum effort with a lot of success.
1: Excellent. And at Richmond you
0: gave an extra
1: day on Monday and will you be doing that in Vale in August?
0: I I think definitely I would love to do that Uh, and uh, my experience in Richmond is telling me that it will probably be uh, pretty much available to boot camp participants uh, from now on to have the extra day which would be a three hour session on generally on a Monday morning where it is an extended play time where your game will be assessed as you play smart pickleball.
1: And I think that's a good note to close on. Head on over to thepickleballguru.com to get more information and to register for upcoming boot camps and clinics. While at the website, check out the blog where you'll find loads of tips, tricks, and strategies, regardless of your level of play. You can even order a copy of Prem's best-selling book, Smart Pickleball. Thanks for listening. Prem has helped thousands around the world elevate their pickleball game, and he can improve yours, too. And as promised, we have a new sign-off.
0: Paddles up! Thank you, Randy. Enjoy Pickleball, and remember, it's only Pickleball. It's only Pickleball.